Let's do this, Blaine and Mickey, on a Thursday. How in the world is everybody feeling? Ooh, today? lovely. It's so bright outside. I'm pumped up. It and feels it like, gives me energy. It feels Wait, everybody turned around and looked at me because I was talking real loud. <laughs> oh, my. Wait till Ron Slade gets in here then. Oh, they don't know, <laughs> they don't know what's about to hit him. This place is going to be like an earthquake hit over here. We are at T Mobile. <laughs> In uh, beautiful Green Hills, let me tell you, man, you need to get over to Green happy. Hills, get yourself, you know, some shopping, some cuisine. They got a taco truck parked outside. Go get some Christmas shopping done. I think you could do some Christmas shopping in here. Mm, One of the mm. gentlemen, when I walked in, he said, I can sell you anything. Yeah. Man, and they've got anything here. It's all yeah, here. Yeah. Apple, Google, you name it. They got a Samsung. What do they not have? Nothing. <laughs> it's all here. So this yeah. is where you come to, 3800 Hillsborough Pike, right across the street from the Green Hills Mall. We're next to... Uh, uh, green uh, next to Hillsborough High School. So, holiday- this used to be a Mexican place, didn't it? I think I came here for some Mexican food. I came here once to get tacos and never got through the line. There were oh. four people. Oh, in front that's of no me. longer why they're here. Yeah, twenty-seven <laughs> minutes later, I'm like, I, I'm going to throw up my hands here. Uh, Pie Town Tacos is here. They're going to be serving lunch. Well, now Ooh. it's one o'clock. Uh, there's interactive games. There's giveaways. Tons of awesome deals from T-Mobile. They are your hometown network. Celebrate the holidays with us and 3HL. Today and tomorrow. So the radio station will be here from 1 to 6 today and tomorrow. It's supposed oh. to be nice weather again tomorrow. We should just do the show outside tomorrow. Oh, man, that'd be nice. Man, I'm wondering uh, where they're putting us up at over here at the uh, nice uh, Where we're going to stay tonight. You know, hotel since we're going to be here tomorrow. Yeah, that'd be perfect, man. Then we get some shopping in. Sure. You know, casual dining. You know, it's, it's all kind of things over here. Uh, but also the traffic. <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> hey, man, whenever it's a great location, you know there's going to be traffic, especially when they're doing construction, too, as well. But uh, come by here and see us. And uh, like I said, we're going to have all kinds of fun stuff going. 3HL will be here as well. And we'll be here tomorrow, too, uh, courtesy come on, of, stop by. of our friends at T-Mobile. And uh, T-Mobile also big part of what we're doing with our toy field, which is coming up next Tuesday, December 7th. You want more information? Uh, you can go to 104.5 The Zone, but you guys always step up here and do huge things. And, oh, my favorite time, um, Toy it, Field. It's, it's my, it's my, I love it, man. Is that, I love Toy Field, man. Is it your favorite day of the year? It, it, I it mean, is. It's just the best day of the year. It is, man. Yeah, just all the giving and, and you know, us part, part of the community uh, and just see that field grow. Uh, man, it, it's, a, it's a great feeling to be a part of it. Uh, so I can't wait, man. Uh, yeah, Tuesday is here. December is here. Yeah, I, it, I mean, it's like, what, the second? It's the, Man, it's I cannot the, believe that. Today's the second. I'm just going to look. What? It, 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 it's 70 degrees outside. I know. Oh, it doesn't this feel is like lovely. It. That's, this is another reason why everybody's moving here. I will say this, though. Every year, whatever day we have Toy Field is the, is the coldest day around. Oh, it, yeah, you're right, because we're always bundled up. What's supposed to be? Uh, so, tell me it's going to be like 80. Oh, no. So tomorrow's going <laughs> to no, be 73. No, so no, we'll be here no, again. Tell me it's going to be cold again. So then Saturday, 61. And then here we go. Uh, it'll be 66 on Sunday. It's going to rain. It'll be 63 on Monday. It's going to rain. Then on Tuesday, it's going to be <laughs> high of 48, low of 28. We'll be bundled up again every year. Why couldn't it be like this one day at Toy Field? Well, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll be there with uh, my, your, my, my winter coat and my gloves. Your heart will be warm. Yeah, it will. Yeah, and, and, you know, we'll have cocoa available. <laughs> we always do. Yeah, or coffee, whatever. Your what, whatever you need to keep you warm. So this is kind of the way we do. We were sitting here before the show, and we were having this discussion. And Blaine always, he's our director of content. Our, uh, well, well, actually, Kirby, you know, he has, he's my assistant. Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't give Kirby too much credit. As director of content, Kirby, you know. So stop by and see Kirby and ask him about some, you know, content that he does for, for uh, the Blaine and Mickey show. 
Yeah, and just being prepared for a lengthy answer about nothing. Um, so, Blaine is also, he knows more about groins than anybody on the show. So, he's our abductus lungus director uh, because of his extensive knowledge about groins. So, if you see Blaine on the street and you want to know anything about groins, just say, hey, Hitman, I got some groin questions for you. Make sure you do that. Due, due to groin injuries in abdominal and knee, shoulder, fingers, hands, forearm. You know, hey, man, we might as well just add back to it. Oh, and Nick. So, yeah, yeah, so Nick, Super Bowl. So we can, we can, it's a laundry list, man, if you go was up that, that was what was attached to the Super Bowl? I, I know your neck and your back give you Besides, trouble. Besides uh, getting concussed, yes. Oh, right. It was my neck. Okay. Yeah. It was yeah, via I sprained neck. my neck. Yeah. Okay. You sprained your neck? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, everyone was in the, uh, you know, downtown hanging out the next, you know, day or whenever they had the parade. I was not there because I was in a neck brace. Oh my God! <laughs> Why did you just laugh at that? That is serious. I had a neck brace on, so I could not attend. Yeah, yeah. You missed the parade. Yeah, I did. Oh, I, I watched gosh. it on TV though. I felt like I was there <laughs> in my bed though. Oh, by no. the way, so oh, yeah, I was man. in. I was in. Yeah, it was about a, a three month uh, rehab there for the sprained neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was serious stuff. So you asked me this question. We were just having this discussion kind of casually, and then I'm like, oh, oh, like the Ben Roethlisberger, the gif of him where he goes, oh, like he just thought of something. Because <laughs> well, we Kirby, and we can give Kirby indirectly a tiny bit of credit because he said, the AFC doesn't make any sense because one team wins four and then they lose two, and then somebody wins three and then they lose three. And we're like, yeah. That, so, so then that got you asking, okay, then who is the best team in the AFC? So then we start looking. Because the top seed after Sunday, it was the Titans. They lost and dropped three spots, or two spots. They dropped, well, they dropped from one to three, whatever that is. Two places, three spots. The Ravens are the top seed right now. Are the Ravens the best team in the AFC? Oh, I would not trust the Ravens if my life depended on it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, Jackson just threw four and seven. Now, one thing you can say, they still won and you don't know what you're going to get. But guess what? They're going to be firing on all cylinders. And I'm just, I want consistency. And I like consistent teams. So, uh, right now in the AFC, ooh, this is a tough one. I, I'm liking the the Bills Mafia. Okay, I like the Bills Mafia because they went through a law and now they're getting back to the, what they won two in a row. Because I know they lost to the Jaguars. They came back to beat the Jets. They've won only one, one in a row. One in a row. Okay. Yeah, they, I, I just like their team, and, and I'm, it pains me to say they're not even in the hunt. I like the Colts. And, and reason why I say those two teams is because they have balanced teams. Their offense and defense are just consistent and solid. Uh, Bills have a chink in the armor. They don't have an elite running back. Uh, I think uh, the Colts more, they – so that's kind of my team to turn around, a surprise team to make it, is that uh, they throw the ball too much. I think it's more right than Wentz. Uh, just, you know, just be 50-50. Uh, so I like teams that have – doesn't mean they're always going to win, uh, naturally, since the Titans beat them in the head-to-head. But I, I'm nervous going down the stretch for the Titans is that uh, – they won't get a lot of the guys back healthy here immediately when they're coming back off of the bye week. I think only Julio is available in Crookshank, you said, right? That's it. That's that doesn't mean those guys will come be. back. Right. right. That just means they could. See, so I, I just don't like the feel where we're going here, and we may have to go through another little lull before we get everybody healthy and then get back in rhythm and into the flow of what you need. And then now Jack Rabbit's out. Now, for what you're worth, you know, he may be an average starting cornerback, but he is the starting cornerback. Uh, for all his faults, there are some good things. Obviously, he's 
So number two is the is the Patriots. They're number two seed. They're the hottest team in football. They've won six straight. But nothing blew me away about the Patriots. If the Titans don't turn the ball over four times and, and Randy makes four points more worth the kicks, they may beat those guys up there with a depleted roster. Well, I'm not going to go that far and say they could have beat them, but I think the game would have been a lot closer, uh, to your point. Uh, you just never know. I thought they couldn't stop them on uh, defense. For the Titans couldn't stop them. They, they drove up that field. They, one time. One time. One time. They said, and then they got a lot of field goals, so they did do the job in the red zone. And, you know, we didn't do, you know, such a good job in the red zone offensively at times. But, yeah, it could have been a close game, but we have to play, play close to the vest to win games now. You can't have turnovers. Uh, Tannehill's forcing the issues. He's not on time with the uh, in rhythm with the receivers. They're not on the same page, and they're not as good. Let's just talk about it all. So all of that is the reason why they're losing with Tannehill's play. It's, it's not just him. It's them, too. Uh, and then they got no pass rush. Uh, so that, that Mac Jones looked like he was a young Tom Brady or whoever you want to put there. I mean, he was just slinging that thing around just like he was comfortable. He had command. I, I love what I saw. I knew going into the game I liked him, and I liked him coming out, and now I like him even more. Uh, you always, I was worried about how athletic he would be. I thought he was a better athlete than Tom Brady, naturally, but how, I mean, he wasn't Fields or, you know, the, or Wilson that was right. at, at uh, the Jets, but he's somewhere in the middle. He has enough. He has enough, and he's, he beats people with his brain, and that is ultimately the number one deal when you're a quarterback. And he has accuracy, he has this moxie about him, his quirkiness, uh, and he has fun out there. So I, I, I like him, uh, man. Mm. I, I, that, this team is dangerous. That's what I was asking yesterday is can he take them to a uh, Super Bowl? We asked Jordan DeJani. You know, about, that's what I asked him. Like, is he, is he good enough to do that? He may can get them there, but to win it, yeah. probably not. We asked a question on Blaine and Mickey. Uh, Brian says, unfortunately, it's the Patriots. That's his answer. Uh, Ramon's nephew, John Johnson, on Twitter says, <laughs> the Titans are still the best. With half a roster, they're competing. Just stop turning the ball over, and we are 10-2. and two. That's what Ramon's nephew, John Johnson, says on Twitter. You can uh, interact with us there at Blaine and Mickey. So the Titans are the third seed. Chiefs are the fourth seed. They're starting to look like the Chiefs again. Mm-hmm. The Bengals are the fifth seed. And Joe, a hot Joe Burrow is terrifying in any setting. Well, it's the way they beat the Steelers. The Steelers have fallen off a cliff. I got to give him credit to hanging there with Roethlisberger, but he's done. Uh, their loyalty uh, to him has been outstanding. He's a Hall of Fame player, but before he was the linchpin that could get overcome all these things. He was? And he's not that guy now. Uh, so, one seed Ravens, two Patriots, three Titans. This is the way it is. This is the AFC, the way it's seeded right now based on wins, losses, and tiebreakers. Ravens, Patriots, Titans, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills are the sixth seed. The Chargers are the seventh seed. The Broncos are the eighth seed. The Raiders are the nine. Colts are currently tenth seed. Yeah. I, because I think, of how they started. Yeah. And they got it. And then know. they keep losing. I mean, they barely lost to Tampa Bay, who everybody's predicting, if not in the NFC Championship, but back in the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, versus Green Feels Bay. Like a safe in, bet. NFC. Yeah. yeah. So that's a really good team. So they keep losing these games close. So their margin of error there in, in these games where they, and they have a tough schedule. But I still believe that they're going to find a way because I think the Titans are going to come back to the field with the AFC, uh, with them, uh, AFC South. And so that's why I say I'm a little nervous. And everybody can say, look at the records of the teams that the Titans have to play. Well, okay, let's use San Francisco. San Francisco looks like the team that played in the Super Bowl two years ago right now. The way that they're playing, yeah. the last three weeks that I watched them, I'm like, whoa. One three wait. in a row. 
Oh, three in a row. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> the team that should be really concerned that they won't make it, and that's going to the NFC, is the Rams. They better get some stuff together real quick. Lost three in a row. Yeah, that they, they <laughs> yeah, they they don't look very good. Tell you who always looks good, John Glennon. He's set to join us next. We got a bunch of Titans headlines. We'll ask him who's the best team in the AFC. We'll ask yeah. we'll ask Glennon that. We also ask you, you can weigh in again on Twitter at Blaine and Mickey live from T Mobile on Hillsboro Road. That's where we are. Come by and see us. Thirty eight hundred. Got all kinds of cool Christmas gifts. Just come and uh, stuff your stocking today. Can't wait to see you. 3HL will be here, too, all the way until 6 o'clock. We'll be back more Blaine and Mickey after this on 104.5 The Zone. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, live from the T-Mobile store on Hillsboro Road. You can't miss this. The Zone band is out front, and there's a big pink sign that says T-Mobile. It's just right here on Hillsboro Road, uh, right across from the mall. So come by, see us, get uh, your stocking stuffed. The leader in 5G. They got everything here that you're looking for. All the brand names, Google, Samsung. Uh, it's all here. Just everything that you want. There's accessories. So everybody loves their phone right now. They got audio stuff and all kinds of equipment. People always need stuff for their phones. Or maybe you just need a new phone. Or maybe you need a new provider. They, what you, whatever you need, they got you covered here. John Glennon set to join us. Any moment uh, from Sports Illustrated covering the Titans. Uh, Titans officially on their bye week now. Um, opportunity to uh, rest and recharge the battery some. We'll discuss that with Glennon and more. Uh, our buddy Brett Batchelor producing again today. Filling in for Lucas, who did a great job earlier today with Will. Holding things down for Buck, uh, who is around the world right now. When Buck leaves, he leaves. Oh, yeah, yeah, he went, he went back home. Back to the motherland for sure. John Glennon, he's not calling for the motherland, unless Nashville is his motherland. I don't think it is. Glennon, where's the motherland for you? Uh, motherland, I guess in theory you could go all the way back to, say, Ireland. You know, well, if you and I you would be both, know yes. that, is, that is the ultimate motherland, yes. But uh, originally born up around uh, uh, Washington, D.C., Alexandria, Virginia. So uh, I'll be making a visit there soon, I hope. Well, that sounds good. All right, let's ask you another question to start. Who's the best team in the AFC right now, right at this moment? Interesting question. Interesting question. Um, <laughs> if pressed, geez, do I go with do I go with the Patriots? Oh. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh, you're going to say something? No, we're no, just, I just uh, said, we're just saying. Well, yeah, yeah, what do you do? It's, I mean, a it's tough hard question. not to go with the Patriots yeah, or the Ravens at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, you have to. I mean, it seems like it changes every every week or two. But you know, I, I, am I saying that I think the Patriots are the team most likely to be in the Super Bowl? You know, I I don't know that. You know, maybe at some point Mac Jones starts playing a little bit more like we think rookie quarterbacks should. Um, but man, they're 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 rolling right now. You know, they're they're good defensively. Um, you know, and and they're doing enough offensively as we saw against the Titans that. Uh, you know they're they're a pretty good bet right now, and and you know we all know that Bill Belichick uh, can do with uh, with just enough talent, and he and he's certainly making the most of it. Um, you know right now, John Glennon, our guest uh, at Glennon Sports on Twitter, uh, si.com, Sports Illustrated. You can find him there where he writes about the Tennessee Titans. Well, JG man, I, I guess uh, I'm wondering what are your thoughts on on. Uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill's uh, play thus far, especially uh, let's just not do the last two games, just in totality 
up to this point, what, what what's your grade of Tanny Hill and perception of him and observation? Yeah, you know, my observation is I, I think there's a lot of qualifying factors involved when you when you talk about Ryan Danahill, and I think, uh, and I'm not trying to make you know excuses for him, but I but I think there are legitimate reasons that his numbers look a lot different than they have the, the first two years here. When you look at the depleted you know uh, talent in the receiving group right now, you you look at um, kind of the lack of chemistry that he's had with the newer guys just because he hasn't had a whole lot of reps with them. You look at, you know, no Derrick Henry as, as a threat in the running game means more people dropping into passing lanes, uh, you know, and, and the O-line hasn't been as good for pass protecting. Those are all reasons, legitimate reasons, that contribute to, to Ryan Tannehill's, you know, slide numbers-wise this year. But all that said, you know, it's not good enough to be, um, uh, you know, th- those factors aren't enough to say, okay, yeah, we see now why Ryan Tannehill has thrown, you know, 13 interceptions in 12 games. That, that's just not going to cut it um, no matter what contributing factors are there. Uh, you know, and, and five picks in the last two weeks, and I want to say 10 in the last seven weeks, um, uh-huh. that's that's a killer, you know. And, and uh, uh, you know, we hear Mike Brabel harp on it time and time again, you know, about, about turnovers and, and ball security and so forth. And, while uh, again, not every interception is certainly Ryan Tenhill's fault. But, uh, you know, he's got to be better there. And, and, you know, there are some plays that, that he has missed, too. I think, you know, we go back to the Patriots game and, and he missed Chester Rogers on, on what mm. could have been a, uh, you know, a touchdown, certainly would have put them right near the goal line um, and, and missed that. So, you know, it's, it's part contributing factors and, and part Tannehill not, not just being as good uh, as he has been the last two years, um, but, but he is someone that, that has to improve, I think, uh, down the stretch. Well, we're on with uh, John Glennon, the man, the myth, the legend, here with uh, the Blaine and Mickey show. And I, yeah, I was, you didn't know where I was going with that, did you? <laughs> but, uh, I didn't. I'll, you, I'll take it, though. Do you acceptable. believe that winning and losing is contagious? And think about that for a split second. Then I'm say, if yes, can injuries be contagious? Ooh, interesting. Ooh, we're going, we're going deep today. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, yeah, that's what happened when they put think... me around all this technology here, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I do think there is something certainly to the to the winning uh, and and losing being contagious. You know, I think um, you know winning gives you gives you confidence, and and when you're in situations where where your the game is on the line, where it's a tight game, and you are used to either winning or losing. I think you probably tend to uh, to move in whichever direction that, that the team has been going in most recently. You know, if your if your mind is accustomed to saying, "Oh, geez, we're we're going to make some kind of a mistake," or or you know, somebody's going to have a big play against us. Uh, you know, this has happened so many more times before. Um, I you know, I, I think tendencies are that that it's more more likely to happen again, and 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 the same with winning. So, uh, injuries that's uh, that's one I hadn't thought of. You know. Um, Maybe you know if if guys are are having certain injuries, you know other guys are are more wary of it. You know if there's been say you know ten hamstring injuries maybe on the Titans or something like that, and all of a sudden the guy is feeling a little bit of a twinge back there. You know maybe is he more reluctant to to play through and say oh you know it's just a twinge. You know, is he more likely to say, "Uh-oh, you know, I'm I'm lumped in with everybody else now. It's another hamstring injury." I don't know. I, I that's a that's a a, a question I, I couldn't have a definitive answer on that part of it. 
We're on with John Glennon, Titans writer for SI.com. Um, JG, let's, let's stay on the injury thing for a minute because Mike Vrabel got asked uh, what Monday. That I, I may have been Luke Worsham who asked him. You know, a lot of people are wondering about the strength and conditioning staff and, and the people who are responsible for treatment. And, and do you have any questions about what they're doing? Basically, you know, do you, I don't think he used the words, do you have confidence in them 100%? But Vrabel basically answered and said he does have 100% confidence in them and you know that he puts nothing on the strength and conditioning staff and I get that but I mean at the end of this year based on the fact that you are literally having historically one of the most injured seasons in NFL history if not the most injuries and the most people playing in modern NFL history don't you have to evaluate everything at this point yeah absolutely you know just like like any team you know, if your running game is, is terrible throughout the year, uh, you know, you go back at the end of the season and say, okay, let's look at this. What what can we do better next year? You know, do we need a better line? Do we need, you know, better schemes? Uh, you know, defensively, if, if we only have 20 sacks, you know, what can we do better to, to get after the passer? Well, I, I think the same thing has to be said uh, for, for injuries here, you know. And, and I believe Mike Rabel when he says, he has, you know, the utmost confidence in, in strength and conditioning and, and the training staff. Um, at the same time, though, you know, like you said, it's, a, it's an end-of-the-season evaluation type thing. You go back and you look at everything from off-season on, and, and you say, okay, you know, what can we do differently? What can we do better? Who can we talk to, uh, you know, uh, experts in the field that, that might be able to, to help us here? Um, you know, and, and what Mike Vrabel has hinted at, too, I think more than, than once, is that, you know, the, the coaching staff and the training staff doesn't get to see as much of the players these days as they used to, you know, because of the new CBA. You know, you're, you're not spending as much time around the facility during the offseason. And he has said, you know, players do have a, a responsibility to, to maintain that kind of peak conditioning. Uh, you know, so when they do come back to training camp, uh, or, or OTAs or whatever, that they're not going to pull things, you know, right away at, at that point. So he, he is he's throwing that out there a time or two as, as well. But, you know, you're absolutely right. That that has to be evaluated because, you know, that is obviously something that, that could prove a a big factor in derailing the, the Titans, you know, what, what could be a, a championship team if, uh, you know, if there's better health. I know uh... – a lot of people locally were excited to see Golden Tate maybe get an opportunity with the Titans. He's on the practice squad now. I, I am interested to see just a veteran presence like that. I know they've tried all sorts of young guys and old guys and every type of guy to help in this dearth of injuries they're experiencing. But an experienced receiver does seem like something that could really help Tannehill, especially over the next few weeks until you could get a healthy A.J. and Julio back, even though he's more of a slot guy. But just maybe, maybe that experience would help some. I would think you would have to, you know, even though these guys haven't played together, you know, Golden Tate has been around the league long enough and, and knows, you know, enough NFL schemes that it's not, you know, anything brand new to him. Yeah. I I think it would have been a tough ask to, to come in and play after just a few days at a wide receiver spot, because I do think in general that that's more difficult than, than, you know, say what an Adrian Peterson did at running back. I think it's, it's not quite as challenging for a, for a running back, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what they will do with Golden Tate because, as you said, you know he, he's sort of uh, more of a slot guy, I think, especially at, at this point um, in his career. And, and, of course, the Titans have Chester Rogers in there. 
Um, but, you know, Golden Tate, if, if he is uh, up to what he did, even as recently as last year, you know, that, that could certainly be a big boost. Um, you know, and, and you've got guys that are coming on uh, otherwise, you know, certainly uh, Nick Westbrook, uh, you know, is, is moving in the right direction. And, and even a guy like, you know, Cody Hollister only had a couple of catches, but, he, you know, he was playing 50, 60 snaps. And, and we saw the same for Des Fitzpatrick. And, and I think, you know, we're seeing kind of incremental uh, progress there as well. But, yeah, those, uh, again, those are guys that, that are learning the, the ropes in the NFL game. Golden Tate has been around the block, uh, you know, uh, more than a time or two. And, and you would think certainly that uh, immediate confidence level uh, would be higher as well. So that'll be a, it'll be a nice um, uh, addition for sure. And, and uh, I'm sure the Titans will be making many visits to that training uh, room to see how the, uh, the AJs and then the Julio Joneses and, and so forth are coming along. John Glennon, our guest, talking Titans here at Glennon Sports on Twitter. You can follow him there. Yes, John G. Uh, man, I saw your article. I'd love to get your input on what you found out about the free agent signings this past offseason by John Robinson and crew uh, there and the success and non-success of those players. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's been um, a little bit of a, of a mixed bag, uh, I, I would say, for the, for the free agents. Um, you know, certainly there's a major, major question mark there, and that is Bud Dupree, uh, and he was the huge signing, you know, the, the $80 million or $82 million signing, and it, we just don't know at, at this point. It's, it's still, um, you know, a, a muddy picture because of the injury, and we knew to some extent anyway that there would be an injury issue with Bud Dupree, but I don't think that, you know, the Titans figured they would be looking at Bud Dupree on injured reserve in, you know, in week 13 either. I think the, the initial idea was that Bud Dupree might, you know, might take a few games, maybe even half a season, you know, to kind of get up to speed. But, you know, perhaps because he was too eager to get back, you know, he really hasn't um, been able to, to show the, the full strength yet. And then, you know, the abdominal injury certainly was, is keeping him out now where it was the, the recovering from the knee injury. So it remains to be seen uh, how that works out. And that, that kind of, you know, how well Dupree plays will ultimately be the, the litmus test, you know, for, for this entire free agent class. But, you know, Danico Autry has been a huge success. You know, not mm-hmm. only what he has done, but what he has uh, helped Jeffrey Simmons do. So I think that's, a, that's been the, the best signing for the Titans. And I think... You know, Jack Rabbit Jenkins has, has had, uh, you know, some ups and downs, uh, given up some touchdown passes. But I think for the most part, you know, I think he's been pretty solid. He, he brought some much-needed experience uh, to that, that secondary, uh, the cornerback group in particular. Um, you know, and, and I think he's, he's, uh, he's filled in pretty well. He's, he's been aggressive. He's come at a cheaper value than, than Malcolm Butler was going to be, and that allowed the Titans to sign some other, some other players as well. Um, you know, and then there's some other guys that, that, you know, haven't necessarily worked out uh, as well. You know, like a, like a Kendall Lamb is, is an example that comes to mind. You know, this is a guy I think they, they expect is going to compete for that right tackle spot. Um, and, it, and it just really hasn't happened. You know, he, he's kind of filled in from time to time, you know, at both tackle spots. But, uh, um, you know, struggled uh, more often than, than I think most people would have expected. And then, of course, you know, another disappointment was the, was the Josh Reynolds uh, signing as well. 
You know, I and I think, you know, Josh Reynolds never explicitly said this, but I kind of think that he came here with the idea that he would be a number a number two, you know, because Julio Jones was not here at the time. I just, in my mind, I think ever since the Julio Jones trade, you know, Josh Reynolds kind of mentally and, and physically sagged, and, and we didn't see that, to, at least to me. Again, this is me, what I saw and speculation, but I didn't really see that, that great competitive burning desire to, to get in there all the time, and and as I said, he wasn't really 100% physically, so that had to be a disappointing, uh, you know, free agent signing there. But, yeah, so I'd say mixed bag. I would say overall uh, we have to throw in Ola Adani, too, as, as a guy that, that's kind of surpassed expectations. But, you know, more more good than bad. But Dupree, it's going to be a huge question mark there, and, and that's what's going to turn it ultimately, to, you know, to be a good crop or, or a not-so-good crop. All right, well, give me the great. What well, great would you give him? At this, at this point um, right now, I got him, you. I cornered you. That's right. Yeah, well, well, I guess I could cop out and say incomplete because we don't oh. know Dupree. But that's not uh, who you As are. for now, if we, if I won't cop out, I'll say maybe a mm, B- minus or so uh, at this point. And if Dupree comes back and, uh, you know, shows us something, boy, you know, it could, it could certainly move up uh, higher than that. Well, man, I, I guess I'm right there with you with the B minus. Uh, as far as Jackrabbit, with him maybe on IR here at this point in time, who is going to be starting corner? I guess or are the corners available when they come back from the bye besides Fulton and, and uh, yeah, yeah Molden? That is that's going to be another good question because you you look at the uh, the, the injured guys and, and you know if as Maven has been out and then Chris Jackson has been out and. Uh, you know, of course, Caleb Farley went out, uh, you know, early in the in the season. So, you know, you're, you're looking at, at Chris Jones and, and Elijah Molden and, and Christian Fulton. You know, maybe those are your your top three right now. And then you're hoping, you know, that, that you can get a, a guy like Mabin back soon because, you know, he stepped in there and, and did pretty well for himself considering he never had much time to, uh, you know, um, uh, play or, or, you know, uh, adjust to being with the uh, the Titans, uh, but that's a uh, boy. That's a, a thin spot right now for sure. And and uh, you know you also look at uh, inside linebacker, uh, and that's a mighty thin spot all of a sudden too. With mm. you know Rashawn and David Long have, have been out multiple weeks, and and Jayon Brown I don't think is at a hundred percent. And then now Monty Rice is going to have to miss hey. at least three games, you know, on IR. So a couple couple kind of thin spots for the uh, for the Titans there on, on defense. Well, lastly, this is for my guy that I play with, I guess, is is Eddie George one of the best in his era when he played football for the NFL and the Titans? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no one, I don't think anyone, you know, would, would argue against him being one of the best players of his, of his era. You know, I think the debate, uh, for for Eddie, um, you know, I think the, the probably the the thing that um, you know most critics would say is you know the uh, kind of the yards, uh, the average yards, yards per, per carry maybe is is not as high as as some of the other guys who have made it into the into the hall over the years. But you know, on, on the other hand, what what Eddie did in in terms of of consistency, and you know, I don't have his numbers in front of me, but what was it six six or seven thousand yards? Uh, seasons, you know, consecutively, um, and and again, uh, you know, the central central part 
of an offense that was based on the uh, on the running game and, and looked to him time and time again. So I'm glad he is, is kind of advanced uh, to the spot that he has now, and certainly he's the guy that, that should get a uh, um, you know a legitimate look there, as you said. That the words are uh, you know are, are perfect. That you said there, one of the best players of his era, and that's what it takes to get into the hall. Well, with John Glennon, Titans writer uh, for SI.com. JG, let's do this on the way out. Let's take Derrick Henry out of the equation because we have no idea what's going on with a broken bone that's being fixed inside his foot. Everybody who can come back besides Derrick Henry, uh, all these cats on IR, who do the Titans need the most to try to finish strong? Julio, AJ, Dupree, who do they need back the most? Yeah, I would I would have to say it's AJ uh, above all the others. You know, they're they're still playing pretty well defensively, and and you know I don't think we saw the best of Bud Dupree, and the, and they were still you know getting by there. You know, Julio, you know, a, a sort of similar in a way that we never have seen the the best Julio, uh, but they've still managed to get by pretty well. But you know, when you look what Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown have done together, you know, for the past three seasons. Uh, and how they're so desperate for at least one receiver, uh, you know, top flight receiver out there. I think he is the uh, he's the key to it all. And, you know, I, I, I go back, um, you know, remember when Ryan Tannehill first stepped into the starting lineup, and then pretty soon right after that, he and A.J. just had a great thing going. And part of the reason was that in that training camp, uh, you know, when Marcus was still the starter, when Marcus Mariota was still the starter, you know, Ryan and, and A.J. had a lot of reps together, you know, with second team reps together. And that's why they clicked almost instantly. Um, and and I, we've seen that ever since. It's, it's just a great, great combination. So I would think above all others, uh, he is the guy they need not only to come back, you know, but, but to come back at, at full strength and, and see some of the that kind of play that we saw during that stretch this year when he had those three games in a row, you know, over 90 and, and a couple over 100. Uh, as well. JG, good stuff. Again, people need to uh, follow you on Twitter at Glennon Sports and uh, also anywhere where they consume uh, SI. I still get it in my mailbox, but people can find it uh, on all their favorite <laughs> internet outlets as well. JG, thanks for the time today, brother. Always enjoy it. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yes, it. Sir. We ask you a bunch of questions today. Hard questions. <laughs> you might turn down our, our, our phone call the next time. No, I'm not <laughs> answering all their hard questions. Uh, when we come back, a couple of guys are going to get to do something that Blaine Bishop got to do. A couple of Tennessee Vols are going to get to do something oh. that Blaine Bishop did, and he did it very well. And we'll tell you what that is next. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, 3800 Hillsboro Pike. That's where we are. You can come by and see the Hitman dancing right now. Uh, we're across from Green Hills Mall. Big stuff, the T-Mobile store. Uh, we're going to be here today and tomorrow. 3HL is here today. They're here tomorrow. There's Pie Town Taco Truck out in the uh, out in the parking lot. You want to get yourself some tacos. There's games and giveaways, and T-Mobile always has great deals. They are your hometown network. Celebrate the holidays with us at this brand-new T-Mobile store, 3800 Hillsboro Pike. Literally, today until 6 o'clock and tomorrow, 1 until 6 o'clock. So the news uh, breaking 
Out of the Tennessee camp, yesterday, Alante Taylor released a statement saying he would go ahead and, and, and leave the University of, of Tennessee and try to get himself healthy, focus on the senior bowl, the NFL draft, and then uh, also the news breaking about Velas Jones Jr. He also got an invitation to the senior bowl. He's a real interesting prospect because it's like, okay, man, until you figure out the receiver stuff, go catch these punts. I mean, both of these guys, are to me, are interesting prospects. Heck of an opportunity. Same one you got. You played in multiple All-Star games, but yeah. Senior Bowl Hall of Famer well, I playing Bishop. Yeah, I didn't come to the, you know, go to a prestigious school like Tennessee as far as football programs. But, uh, yeah, I think both of these guys have a, a great opportunity. I think they will be drafted. Uh, and a lot of people, say, you know, would beg to differ. But I think both guys are, are draftable players. And here's why, you know, Velas Jones Jr., because if he doesn't work out immediately – he, as a receiver, he's definitely a great returner, punt and kickoff returner, and I see him as a slot receiver in most schemes and systems, and uh, he definitely has the speed. He has the toughness. Uh, you know, naturally all those guys got to continue to advance and, and get better at route running, but uh, I think he will. He's tough. He's built NFL body. So, yeah, and then Taylor, naturally he's a fit. He's got length. He's long. He's fast. Uh, played in the best conference in in America, so I I see him being more of a mid round guy, and Vila's probably somewhere there after that, somewhere. Just depend on your you know where where your team is at and what kind of you know scheme and system that you run. If you know you get a better fit and they like you a lot, but I think they'll have a lot of success. Senior Bowl is a great experience because it's all the best players typically, unless you're not playing in it, uh, you know, because they decide not to in the country. So you get to see how you stack up because then all these guys are NFL talent. And that's what I loved. And then we, we did it twice a day. I don't know if they still do that now, but a lot more exposure. NFL coaches are, are coaching it, so that's always beneficial. Get the hands-on, work with the, the players, get to know them personally and with their personality, how they are, how they receive, are they coachable, uh, do you see and envision this in the future, and everything else about them. So, man, it was a great opportunity for me, and, it, and it's gone a long time. I think Jim Nagy runs it now, who's uh, you know, a scout uh, many years in the NFL. Uh, so, uh, yeah, man, I, I think it's a great opportunity. I'm, I'm a little surprised that uh, more guys on the radar from Tennessee, though, but I guess they had a, a better season expected and the team was coached better uh, from an individual perspective, so they had better performances. I think the schemes were easier for them to understand, and they could then read and react, as we saw Theo Jackson. So I think a lot of the Senior Bowl invites were already consummated, like going into the season, guys that they were watching. Right. Uh, so some other opportunities. Hopefully I'll get some at some other bowl games. But, uh, yeah, man, it should be an exciting time for, for all the guys coming out. And then for the people, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk to Doug Matthews about that, you know, beating, you know, guys over the head for not playing in, in a bowl game or anything like that. If you're not in a national title hunt, uh, I, I don't think anybody should have any issue with any of that, even if you didn't want to play in those two, by the way. Uh, got a lot at stake and a lot uh, on the riding on you. And if you, you're a little banged up already, uh, I, I think you need to make sure you take care of yourself first. That senior bowl is not only a job interview on the field. I mm-hmm. mean, you're, you're talking to NFL because we always yeah. wonder who all the Titans talk to in this case, covering the Titans. Who all do they talk to at the senior bowl? I mean, you're getting an interview with teams. So not only do they watch you play, they get to talk to you. This well, is they get separate interviews, and let yeah. alone they're talking to you while you're practicing. Oh, they they yeah. are your actual coaches. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. But then you're getting to sit down and interview. That, that can go a long way, man, to, to taking you, you know, over someone else. Because, you know, naturally a lot of the times, when you're that middle round guy, you know, your interview could give you the nod over the other guy. Sure. You know, or, or clean, you know, health, uh, clean record, uh, good student, 
uh, coachable, all those things, uh, plays hard, uh, you know, plays through injuries, all those things get out there. You don't want any, you know, negative by your name, really, at all. That's the way you, you beat somebody out. Well, that's a great point, too. Just maybe you got to the invitation to go to the Senior Bowl. They talked to you. They know you. Maybe they kind of liked another guy. They didn't get to talk to him. He didn't play in the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. Heck, they sat down and talked to you for X amount of minutes. Maybe had you draw something up. That yeah, I mean, that all of that counts. Now, on the other side of that, though, also to get to find out the things that they don't like about you. I mean, whether, I mean, you know, you know the big stick for me, you know, because it was always, it kept coming up. And I just kept saying, man, how can, and my, my agent had no answer, Jim Steiner, for me on what to say. It kept on saying, man, we just, we just haven't seen somebody bow-legged to have a lot of success in the league. And I just kept saying, well, that's because y'all haven't seen me. Right. <laughs> that's the, only that's thing the right say. answer. I can, that's the only thing I could say at the time. And I think it was Nate Odoms for the Bills. He had, yeah, he was one of the guys they him. would compare. And then they thought also that there was an injury history to that in the league. They thought that you, because I had loose knee joints, and they said, man, have you ever tore your ACL? I said, nope. And so they thought that it was a possibility that, me, that I could get injured a lot with my lower body. Actually, I hardly have any lower body injuries. Right. I mean, really, it was all hand, finger, wrist, arm, shoulder, uh, So, and the physicality of the game. So, yeah, that kind of went into it. Uh, I think they're past that now, but, you know, it just it's always something when you don't know enough about it. Blaine Bishop clearing the way for bow-legged players. I could say, well, no, his comp is Blaine Bishop. He did fine. Well, 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 I, I love to say that uh, I was the uh, guy who started the – the five ten safety. Oh, no more run. Steve Atwater. Yeah, 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 yeah. I started to run on that. Now I may have been a guinea pig. Now a lot of them had a lot more success than I did. Had pretty good success. Senior Bowl Hall of Fame, by the way. Blaine Bishop. All right, hour number two coming up. Doug Matthews. We can talk about all this stuff. Also need to get into Hendon Hooker because I think the latest rank like seventh as a quarterback. I told you he got to come out. a third round pick. I tell, he has to come out. People think I'm crazy. I've been saying it for the last month that he should come out. And everybody's like, oh, he had one good year. He should have it. No, no, no. You got to look at the competition, the timing. They're not a, there's not a lot of great elite quarterbacks, and he'll continually move forward because of his one-year success. And the NFL projects they, it's, the quarterback position, they'll reach. So if they're saying he's third, fourth round right now, Guess what? You need to come on out because you may go second. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, second hour of our show is coming up next. Blade and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone.